Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. So we're going to chat about some recommendations for the small screen for you. And joining us on the line is our good friend Eleanor McSherry. And uh, uh, in the other studio, socially distanced, is uh, our own Live 95's uh, Steve Tynan. And uh, Jeanette McCormack of uh, this uh, station is uh, also on the line. You're all welcome. Good morning to you. Um, Eleanor, I'm going to start uh, with you. Um, uh, and if I'm understanding it correctly, just before I play the clip, uh, this is a, a German thriller on Netflix yes. called Dark. Yeah. All right. Let's just hear. <laughs> I, I, I played some of the uh, some of it earlier on, and even the music is a bit. Yeah. <sighs> uh, scary. Yeah, I don't think you'd like it, Joe. I don't, I don't think, think I would so. either, but what's no, it all about? No, It's a science fiction thriller and it messes with timelines and it's very dark. Um, it, it starts off with um, kids going missing and it, it, it works from limited locations, which is brilliantly done uh, in the timelines that I spent the last, because it was starting in 2017, it's only finishing now, but I kind of got roped into it, you know what I mean? I got sucked in like I did with Lost and I spent all this time speculating what was going on, I'd masked, I'd, you know, and I was really, really getting into it and then it kind of finished there, I, I watched box sessions at last weekend and I was like what? But it's really good it is really good, it's very dark, it's but it's compelling viewing. You're you're spending the whole time not knowing what's going on at all, but you're sucked in. You want to know what's going on, and uh, it's really, really good. It's, it's, I think Rebecca'd love it. <laughs> it's one of those kinds of Rebecca. I think she'd love it. I think you could I mean, be right. just sucks you right in, and it's her kind. Yeah, no, it's more hers than, you know, you just, you watch um um, Will Farrell's um, Eurovision thing. You know, I'm That's glad you mentioned that because we, we will certainly move on to that um, maybe quicker yeah. than people might expect. But anyway, this is about two yeah. children going missing in a small German town. Yes, it is. And, and they go, that's how it starts. That's sort of the catalyst. But there's a huge amount on Earth. It's like an iceberg. I don't want to get into because in fairness, I, I couldn't explain it very well if I tried. It's very, it's very twisty and turny and they, they really cast it fantastically well. I watched this dubbed over because I was just sick of um, reading captions and subtitles and I can't keep up with them anyway. Um, so you can't do anything when you're watching subtitles, whereas this is dubbed over. It's very well dubbed over. You just get so compelled into it, you don't even realise it's dubbed. So it's very, very cast well because there's three different sort of timelines. Yeah. 
um, without giving too much away. It's funny, you know, when you're in another country in those days when we were allowed to travel to other countries and you see um, something, let's say something iconic, um, like friends dubbed in Italian or Spanish or or, or whatever. And it's just, and I often wondered... What would it be like if Friends was dubbed here, you know, rather than using the voices of the actors, obviously, because they're speaking English or the American variety of English anyway. Um, so you're getting that sense from this because they dub it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, you, you're so caught up in the storyline, you kind of forget that. And, and they use, the, the thing about Netflix is because of the amount of money that they're giving you, they, they tend to keep the location very tight. But they fantastically use it. They redress those sets. Like, I know what it's like to be on the other side of a trying to redress something um, and to age it, um, having done a couple of short films. So it's just very, very well done. And it's, a, it's, it's almost like a masterclass in how to do a Netflix series rather than this, this kind of stuff where you, you can see a lot of the, the Netflix stuff is kind of bunged together in somebody's shed. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and you're saying that that's nothing to do with COVID nineteen. That's just the way Netflix work. Uh, well, it, well, you see, they do. They, they become. They, it's like almost like sitcom, nineteen seventies sitcom, where they use a couple of minor locations. But this is very well done. And I mean, nuclear power is a part of it, but it's not. I thought that that was going to be the main thing about it, but it's not really. It's just where it's located. Uh, it's consequentially, you know. I mean, it's yeah. just it's there. But it's 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 if you like uh, sort of northern European dark gothicy you know dreary looking stuff, but it's really compelling viewing, and I really got into it, and I didn't want to get into it because it was really a bit. I, I have to say, I always thought that European television had a reputation for being useless. Oh God, no! Well, I mean, it's it's coming into its own now with with Netflix and been able to access it. I mean, if you think the amount of stuff that's out there that people are actually watching before we would have went ah come on dubbed or subtitled I can't be bothered but now there's so much of an influx of it and it's it's people are really getting into it yeah. and it's and it's very well done the character development I think because we're getting so much from America that's CGI to get something that's so full of character and character development I'm gone really nerdy now but um, it's you know what I mean but no, it no, is yeah, uh, European Northern European stuff especially is very full of character and the character development of this is very, very well done. Um, yeah, okay. so it's a really good, it's a really good series to get Okay, so that is Dark. It's a German series on Netflix, uh, recommended yeah. by Eleanor. And uh, now I think Steve is up next and he's found more My Level with uh, Eurovision. Ever since we were children, we've had one dream. Oh. Winning the Eurovision Song Contest. All right, everyone. I am Lars. This is Secret. We are Fire Saga. Who wants to hear our Eurovision song? All of Iceland thinks we are a joke. That's not true. And my father is ashamed of me. No, he's not. He looked me into the eyes and said, I am ashamed of you. Maybe he was drunk. He said, and you might think that I'm drunk, but I am dead sober. Idiot. Officially, Fire Saga will be representing Iceland at Eurovision this year. I hate them. Absolutely terrible. They're old, disgusting people. But we have no choice. 
so we're in. Uh, now, Stephen, um, I have to say that at home uh, on the remote control, there's actually a button that says Netflix mm-hmm. to help somebody who is not tech savvy in the least like myself. And when you press it up, come different things. And the one that has been attracting my eye for the last couple of nights is this movie on Netflix, Eurovision. Absolutely, and I would highly recommend you use that button to watch this film because it is absolutely brilliant. And Could you come to my house and press it in a socially distant <laughs> fashion for me? Yeah, I'll give you a hand to walk you through it. Um, no, well, I, I, I kind of, you know, I, a part of me is ashamed to admit it, but another part of me is very proud. My guiltiest of pre- pleasures would be the Eurovision Song Contest, and when you mix that with the absolute... Uh, insanity that surrounds any Will Farrell film, you know, you're going to get a good laugh out of it and uh, this film definitely doesn't disappoint in that regard as well. And is it true that the story here is that Will got watching the Eurovision, no, he, he's obviously a regular visitor to Ireland, but not just Ireland, he's in Europe and that sort of thing, and was kind of going, this is just the maddest thing ever and nobody knows about it in America. Yeah, it's, I'm not too sure now, to be honest. I was watching an interview with him about this film. I, I To be honest, I didn't even know it was out yet. I thought it was down the line somewhere, so I was very surprised and... Uh, very surprised to actually see it was there already um, but I did see an interview with him only about last week and he said that he's known about it for years because his wife is from Europe and apparently in America no one knows about the Eurovision really no one follows it out there or anything so um, how dare they I know right <laughs> but uh, no in this film as well it's just uh, I feel like there's kind of it's well represented in a way in that like it gets in all of the entertainment factor and everything that surrounds the whole competition Um, But it's not really, like, it's not insulting almost as well. You you know, you kind of expect a a satirical film about about something like this to just, you know, pop jokes at it the whole way through. But it kind of, you know, it's it's just more celebrating it in certain ways as well and celebrating the the craziness of it. Because he seems to love it. it. You know, I mean, any time I've seen him interviewed about the Eurovision, he says he really enjoys it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you definitely see that in this film as well. I think, just have to mention, it was very fitting as well that they were entering for Iceland because if you heard Iceland's song that was meant to be entered this year, unfortunately, having been cancelled, it was a definite winner. So uh, at least Ireland or Iceland get their little bit of glory in it as well. Great. So you'd highly recommend it. Good fun. Uh, of course, we all know the Eurovision, whether we like it or not. Yeah. It's so much part of the culture uh, around Europe and in Ireland too. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely highly, highly recommend it. Um, I think it's... If you are a fan of Eurovision or if you followed it in the past at all, you'll you'll get the most out of it because of the amount of references you see kind of old contestants popping up throughout the film and everything like that. We've good Irish representation in the film as well. Uh, Pierce Brosnan is in it and Graham Norton has an awful lot of screen time in it as well. Um, so that's always good as well and very fitting considering we have the record number of wins. Um, but yeah, it's it's just Thanks, brilliant, Steve. really. Good man. So yeah, I have my knowledge. I'm clued in. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so you'd recommend it. Then. Highly you'd recommend, yes. Eurovision movie on Netflix uh, involving uh, Will Ferrell with all his Irish connections and many others that you've uh, mentioned there as well. And uh, moving on now, uh, Jeanette has been watching Staged on BBC One. Coconut water, one bagel... Grapes, pizza bread, uh, leftover lasagna, two carrots, feta cheese, and the remains of an Easter egg. No. What, nothing? Just warm up the lasagna. I promised I would cook. You have nothing of culinary value. I have two carrots. Then cook the carrots! You're no help. 
Jeanette, um, this one well involves two fine actors, David Tennant and Michael Sheen, and it's been born out of COVID-19, hasn't it? Yeah, Joe, it has. Um, it's filmed over Zoom, um, and it's, it's, to be honest, it's hilarious. I binge-watched it in, they're very short episodes, there were only six of them, about 15 minutes long, so I binge-watched them in two hours. Just could not look away. Um, and essentially, the, they paid caricatures of themselves. And I loved them anyways. I've loved them. The only time I've seen them together was in Good Omens. But they were fantastic in that. Um, but it's them basically trying to cope with lockdown. Um, they were set to star in a production of Six Characters in Search for an Author. So the producer of the play decides that they'll uh, practice over Zoom. And it's um, all about how they don't practice. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the distractions of home and the unusual circumstances and all that come into it. Yes, and to be honest, it was it was very funny because you really saw yourself, even though they were mad, much madder, I think, than anyone else could be. But at the same time, how you can become so inactive, even though you have hours and hours of time, and how you might just sit and stare at a wall because you're like, I can do so much, but what can I do? <laughs> Yeah, I remember in the last couple of weeks about something else saying Michael Sheen is in it. You know, what's an actor as good as he doing in that? But this is not the case with staged. Um, um, you you think he, he's well suited to it? Oh, he's well suited to it. And there's some amount of uh, special guest stars that appear in it. I, I honestly was going, how did they get these people to appear for all that they're only 15 minute episodes? Uh, okay, such as? Uh, well, no, I actually don't want to spoil it because I, I actually was, I was, you know, I was looking at the screen going, no way, what, like, how is he in this? Why is he in this? But that's also part of it because they're also going, why are you in this? <laughs> Brilliant. So highly recommended. Highly recommended. Okay. And as I said, you can watch it on one day, binge watch, very easy, so so. Right. And how did you manage that, by the way? It's on BBC One. To binge- uh, well, um, you can you register for BBC iPlayer. You just have to put in. Um, a, a okay, we won't go any further into that. We'll move swiftly on from that, Jeanette. <laughs> you managed to do it anyway <laughs> in an entirely legitimate manner. Um, listen, uh, thank you very much. That sounds good. Uh, uh, staged on BBC One. Thanks for that, Jeanette. Uh, thanks uh, to Steve for recommending Eurovision movie on Netflix and Eleanor uh, for recommending the German series Dark also on Netflix. Something very different next. Call Limerick today now on 461995.